Hi, welcome back. It's Reese and Julie. And for the first half of our podcast, we are going to be discussing the topic of empathy. And then later on in the second half of our episode today, we are going to be discussing the topic of identity. Okay. It is hard to pick someone in my reading to empathize with, mostly because it is based on a murder and empathizing with the killer would be difficult with knowing the reasoning for the killing, his wife and three kids. I could empathize with Cheyenne's family and Chris's. No one saw this coming on social media. They were the American dream family. It sucks seeing your daughter fall in love with someone who she thinks she is safe with and then they end up killing her and her most prized possessions, which are her kids. From Chris's family's point of view, Chris was a quiet kid, never really had friends, never had a love life, loved school, and a little little overweight. Um, and if he got the opportunity for a social life, he wouldn't really take it, so I could empathize the shock and disappointment in his family. Is there a person in your reading that you intentionally had not understood? Um... No, but throughout the reading, I saw it how it was, basically. I guess the weight loss made Chris cocky, it seems. I mean, you say your vowels and commit your life to one person and make a family with them. It is not like Cheyenne did something. She was a good wife and a mom, and I think he was just not cut out for the marriage, but killing your past goes over the top. A divorce would have been less selfish And you could literally move across the country. Um, anyways. How do we go from empathizing, right? Empathize (laughs) with someone to taking the action to help, support, and care for them. Um, there are steps people take to acknowledge their biases. Biases. And to move beyond their worldviews to try to understand those held by other people. Attend someone's, um, what's it called? Attend someone's church or house of worship for a few weeks. I mean, spend time in a new neighborhood or strike up a conversation with a homeless person in your community. You know, action. (laughs) The big question. Okay. In what ways has learning about the stories of another increased your capacity for empathy? Okay. Um, Learning about others and their lives they live gave me more of an open mind. and I am more empathetic to people. Okay, that's all I have for that one. Considering a person, consider a person in your reading that you have been able to empathize with. How has empathizing with this person helped you understand their situation better? I agree with Reese that it's slightly difficult to empathize with our books considering that they are about murderers. But if I had to find a moment where I empathize with someone, I'd probably say I was a little empathetic with Lizzie for the slight chance that she didn't commit the murder everyone's accusing her of. Um, even though there is a lot of strong evidence pointing towards her as a prime suspect, 
There is, however, the slight theory that it could have been her uncle who um, is the person who actually committed the crime. And if that is the case and he knows that he's did it and he sees all this pain that she's going through, then I do feel um, a lot of empathy towards Leslie. She's been going through a lot of stuff, taking the blame. Um, is there a person in your reading that you initially had not understood or had dismissed until you actively tried to empathize with them? Um, no, I wouldn't say that in my book there was a person I had dismissed. Um, considering that it's a true crime story, you kind of suspect everyone's a little guilty. Um, I feel like in my book you either knew if someone was acting suspicious that they were guilty or if they were completely innocent and people were just trying to glue things onto them. Um, there was really no in-between. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, in your experiences, is reading an effective method to exercise empathy? Yes, I really much agree with this, that reading is an effective method to exercise empathy, um, especially if um, the theme is like very well written and clear and raw. Uh, lots of books try to try to exercise things like empathy, but they like to sugarcoat everything, I feel. But if you're really um, very out there with your readers, I feel like it will have such a stronger impact. If you're able to take your words and apply them in like in a unique way, then you can definitely change a person's view. Not only are words powerful enough to help you escape from reality, but it can also expose people to the raw, harsh reality. How do we go from empathizing with someone um, that we read about, hear of, or meet to taking action to help support and care for them? I feel like words can only take you so far. Sending someone a little text saying like, oh, I'm here for you if you need anything. Um, I feel like for that person, it's not as impactful because I feel like anyone can send a text. But um, rather showing up to their house, maybe with flowers, tissues, something that you'll know will really cheer them up. And um, even like physically being a shoulder for them to cry on. Uh, I feel like that is definitely a lot more impactful than um, just using your words. I feel like sometimes in certain situations, our actions speak louder than our words. For the big picture question, in what ways has learning about the stories of others increased our own understanding of empathy? I feel like it makes me want to show more empathy towards people. I feel like sometimes you see situations and you feel empathetic towards it, but then you're like, no, I'm just going to tuck it down. Don't really feel comfortable like, you know, spreading it. Um, spreading awareness, but 
I've, I feel like the more empathetic you are, um, showing more empathy, um, okay, scratch that, okay, um, it makes me want to show more empathy because what I've learned is that everyone can feel empathetic, but not everyone will act on it. And taking action can leave such a huge impact. Even if it's a small little, you know, sticking up for someone in the hallway. Or um, if you see that people are putting someone down, giving them a compliment. It's the small things that really, truly impact people. So, moving on from the first half of our podcast talking about empathy we are now going to be moving into the identity portion of our podcast um starting off with the first question how has your understanding of identity changed at all this week personally i don't really feel like my idea of identity has changed at all um I feel maybe the situations where identity has been used or demonstrated might have slightly increased my idea of the impact identity has on um, people and experiences. But I wouldn't necessarily say it changed my understanding. I feel like it might have just changed kind of my perspective of how much identity helps consider the identities of people in your book are there identities often represented in books you read the tv you watch etc um i feel like the identities i've experienced in um, my books this past couple weeks and the stories we've read in class I feel like they're beginning to appear in the TV shows we watch and the movies we go and see recently. Um, The Hate You Give is a major example of this. Um, It was originally a book, and then, you know, during the whole Black Lives Matter movement, it really grew more, and people were like, okay, we can't just keep this as a book. We need to expand our audiences and really spread this awareness by moving it to something higher. So, uh, when they made The Hate You Give a movie, I, I don't know, it was really impactful. The book itself was absolutely amazing and very raw and real with the readers. And so I definitely feel like um, these sorts of identity are definitely being more represented in not just the books you read, But now in, like, the TV shows and movies everyone's watching. How does does someone's identity shape the way he or she views and interacts with the world? At first, going back to The Hate You Give, um, Star, she was quiet. And she never really spoke up against authority. And she was always trying to be, like, the perfect person that other people wanted her to be her to be I feel like she was really struggling with her identity and trying to be um, a person that fits into other people's world 
instead of, um, you know, just being herself and trying to help make other people fit into her world. Um, she was like living a double life between home and school because they were two completely different environments. But once she discovered who she wanted to represent, uh, she really changed the way she interacted with others, with her friends and her family, her uncle, her community. Um, yeah. How does identity shape the way the world views and interacts with individuals? I feel that our identity is who and what we choose to represent. People are so concerned with keeping their social status and their reputation that they won't fight against what they think is wrong. And this has been a pattern throughout history with slavery, the Nazis, Black Lives Matter. Those are only a few examples off the top of my head. Um, the, for the big picture question, how do personal experiences shape identity? Personal experiences shape our identity based on how we choose to deal with those experiences and what we chose to take away from those experiences. Our experiences really make us who we are and it's those same experiences that will determine how we react in future scenarios. Consider the identities of the people in your book. Are these identities often represented in the books you read, the TV you watch, etc.? Or are they not? Okay. Um, me, for someone who enjoys reading and watching murder, based on the TV shows I actually watch, um, the identity of being a murderer is not represented. In one of the shows I used to watch, The 100, there were a lot of murders with the grounders and, um... I think the other people on the ground. Julie would know more about it. Um, she's currently watching it, and I literally stopped watching it a year ago, so I can't remember, but I know there's, like, a ton of people, and I don't know. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, how does someone's identity shape the way he or she views and interacts with the world? Well, Chris being the murderer killing his wife and three kids I couldn't really tell you his views on the world because um not one oh because not once did a divorce cross his mind but how he interacts with the world is instead of getting a divorce and starting a new life with his mistress mistress he kills his past and now spends the rest of his life in prison I don't I don't think he thought of See, like, that doesn't that still doesn't make any sense. Like, his point was to kill his past and move on with his mistress. But did he really think he was going to get away with that? Like, he didn't think any of this through. Now he's just sitting in jail or prison. And <laughs> whatever, I don't really care about him. And then how does identity shape the way the world views and interacts with individuals? Um, it gives us an idea of who they are and what to expect. It doesn't always have to be bad. You could notice someone identifies as a store associate and they could help you with what you need to find and help you check out your things. It could also be bad, meaning if someone is wanted, they're identified as a criminal 
and you can call the cops when you see them in public. But don't approach and be safe, you know what I mean? Okay. I'm depressed, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ow, okay. Leave me alone. Um. <clears throat> Um, oh, sorry. For the big picture question, um, how do personal experiences shape identity? Uh, every experience we have shapes who we are in one way or another. Um, an unimportant experience may simply change how you feel one day and can cause a chain of reaction of how you act a certain day and how you act that day could affect your life as a whole. <laughs> okay, well, that's all I have. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great day.